Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the back room of the sanctuary where the conversation happens. I get to finally talk about this mental health situation. And having ADHD and trying to relate with everything that goes around in society, it's very hard. It's very hard to live with a mental disorder. And I don't want to be hard on anybody who has ADHD and they it's not always you know hard to live it's not always hard to live with ADHD right it's a mindset of, or a way you think about it ADHD comes with a lot of different things that can you know compound on top of each other uh, I went through depression I went through anxiety you know I uh, I have R, I have a lot of different things with ADHD that, that comes with it like RSD what's that and RSD Great, thank you for asking that. That's um, actually RSD is rejection sensitivity dysphoria, and what it is is it's the fear of being rejected. You're not necessarily being rejected, but you have the idea that you could be rejected hypothetically. Yes. Rejection sensitive dysphoria RSD is when you experience severe emotional pain because of a failure or feeling rejected. Right. This condition is linked to ADHD and expert, experts suspect that it happens due to differences in brain structure. So a lot of times like 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 say me like say you and you and Bill were to be in a conversation okay. and one of you guys looked over at me and then started laughing and and I don't know what you guys are talking about. Right. Yeah. But all of a sudden my mind will click and that you guys are talking bad about me and I would feel like I can't come up to you because there's something that's between yeah. me and you guys, even though there's no conversation between sure. you, just, right. ha- just, just the look right. be- yeah. at me would make me think that. And I would, it would beat me up no matter what. If somebody comes over and they look at me and they give me a kind of like a, a, a look, mm. they don't, they probably don't know what I've, what I'm going through, what I'm doing. But sure. all of a sudden I think they're judging me. Man. Right. Know, it's a, it's, it's because of the, the sensitivity that I have to being rejected or even coming up with ideas. Okay. So I could come up with an idea. And like, say, for instance, I want to say, hey, let's do this instead of that, because that may work better. Yeah. If I come to you, all, of, all I'm doing is I'm replaying roles in my mind of the conversation, like I over like an overthinking thing. Yeah. OK, so that's what I also I also do. I overthink a lot so I can I replay scenarios just over and over and yeah, over again. Like, I forget what it's called, but there's this thing where you have different options. You have option A, B, C, D, and E. My I would, mind... I would never pick. My mind runs through A, B, C, D, and E. I would literally run through every option of how the conversation can end up yeah. with my topic. Yeah. And if neither one of them come out positive, I hold my tongue. I don't even wow. say anything. So huh. because the uh, the the opportunity that's there for you to reject my idea makes me feel hated makes Mm -hmm. me feel like i shouldn't have brought it up or i feel stupid and that's why i don't want to bombard anybody with my ideas at that point and that's also an issue with adhd as well is our filter issue is we don't like i my filter is way too filtered I i have the i have a problem where i hold back thoughts i hold back sayings i hold back anything because of my filter and that's 
also something to do with RSD, but mm. and ADHD in general because you know yeah. the f if the opportunity could have came up to get something, I probably wouldn't have done it if my filter wasn't working. Right. Or you know, I mean, sometimes my filter does does work, and I work. I, it does a very good job of letting me talk fluently and saying things or whatever, and you mm. know. Yeah, how, well, let me ask you this. When you talk about these issues like RSD and, and, and ADHD and the things behind that, you talk about it very knowledgeably. Like you've, you know, you've looked it up and researched it out of what it is, but how long were you living before you started to realize that ADHD was a factor? Man, uh, good question. So I'll say this. I believe I have had ADHD since I was in elementary school mm. and I was living with it even up till now but I did not know I had it until one day I'm frustrated with myself I I went through a deep part of my life in depression mm. so and this is fairly recent I was going through depression and I felt like I was not good. I wasn't good enough for anything. And uh, also I, I, I'm, I held myself to myself. I didn't, I wasn't opening up to anybody. I, w I kept myself to, to basically, like if I'm in a room Just with you. Just yourself off. I closed myself off to the world. There you go, mm -hmm. thank you, John. I closed myself off to the world around me and I had that issue and I'm just like, my relationships are just plummeting, you know? And, and because of that, I feel like I'm just this person that is all about me. You know, I don't care about nobody else or whatever. I'm just caring about me and whatever I want to do, but I don't want to open up. So I felt like, I felt like I was pulling myself away from my wife pulling myself away from my kids, all because of the, the, the depression that I was going through. And also having to, well, my, my child, Nehemiah, you know, I see he, he's Good got old this. Neo. Huh? Good old Neo. Yeah, he was, he's in school and we have this thing called Class Dojo. Yeah. And with this Class Dojo, he, I see his his remarks from the te or the teacher's remarks about him and i see that he's having problems with this, the similar problems that i was having in school so what i do is i'm just like i'm i'm talking to myself and i say could he be going through the same thing that i feel like i'm mm. going through when i was little so guess what i did <laughs> i called a therapist yeah and i called and i'm talking about last year I called a therapist wow yeah and this therapist i was talking i was just you know just telling all about my life from uh, childhood till now and i got a diagnosis of adhd in my life wow and yeah that was when i found out how long i've been living with this wow yes it's been i've been living with this for a very long time uh, an adult, adulthood ADHD looks very different than child, childhood ADHD because childhood ADHD is measured by the age of seven or six, seven years old. Right. But when you become an adult, it's less noticeable because, because of masking. Yeah. And if you don't know what masking is, masking is when you just 
try to blend in with everybody else yeah. and try to hold your disorder to so that nobody can see it. Because you learn things that normal people do. You learn about how they think, and you're like, oh, wait, I don't think like that. Yeah. I guess that's how you're supposed to think. Mm -hmm. and, you know, there. I was looking up while you were talking different uh, symptoms with ADHD. Sure. And uh, there are two different types of symptoms. Mm -hmm. There's inattentiveness, which is that's mine. Difficulty by concentrating the way. and focusing. Yep. And then there's also hyperactivity and impulsiveness, which I also have. Right. It's it. They you know hyperactivity, unable to sit still, especially mm -hmm. in calm or quiet surrounds, constantly fidgeting. Fidgeting. Yep. I'm right yeah. now as we're talking, I'm <laughs> fidgeting with this pen. I shouldn't right. stop. <laughs> but but then you also have inattentiveness, uh, appearing to be unable to listen to or carry out instructions, mm -hmm. appearing forgetful or losing things, making have, careless mistakes. Let me ask you: Have you ever seen me blank out in stereo space? Yeah. I've yeah. seen people do it. I've seen people yeah. like or I've not seen. I've heard people tell me, "Hey." you're blanking out or you're like staring off into the distance mm. and they're trying to get my attention and then they wave my, right. they wave their hand in front of me. I'm like, what, what's going on? Sure. Having a short attention span of being easily distracted. And as I was looking down here, they have also listed related conditions. Mm -hmm. So they may have signs of other problems or conditions. There's anxiety disorder, mm -hmm. which causes, uh, causes you to be worried and nervous most of the time. Yeah. Uh, and then there were a couple other ones that were interesting here because we had talked about your testimony. Yep. And this wasn't really brought up as far as ADHD fully in that, as ingrained. But they have uh, ODD, which is Oppositional Defiant Disorder. Mm -hmm. This is defined by negative and disruptive behavior, particularly towards authority figures such as parents and teachers. And then there's also... that. I think, I think that has a lot to do... Like, yeah, so that's not i don't have a i don't deal with that a lot sure that's more of like a childlike thing yes um but that's also with autism as well yeah by the way autism and adhd are on a spectrum on a yeah. similar i think they're pretty much similar spectrum so there's like people that have autism and adhd they're in the same like you could basically yeah. put them on the same bracket for sure yeah i'm, I'm not autistic but I have, I have ADHD. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one was conduct disorder. This often involves a tendency toward highly antisocial behavior, such as stealing, fighting, vandalism, and harming people or animals. I don't believe you have to deal with most of those, but no. it, you know, it was just interesting with the things you had talked about going through Yeah. with, you know, the stealing and, and things of that nature that yeah. some of that could have been linked and you didn't know it. No, exactly. I, I didn't even find out about this ADHD until I was 31, mm. 31. Aren't you like 33 now? I'm 32. Yeah. Yeah. yeah My it's, bad. It's, <laughs> it's just a time. Dude. It's yeah. just a date. It's no big deal. Yeah. Age is nothing but a number. It's smart to get started on finding that early. And I think the thing, the problem with your time where you were growing up is that at the time where it, it would have helped to be diagnosed, there really wasn't as much yeah. known about it as yeah. far as being able to diagnose quickly. Well, I, you know, no, no parent wants to say mm. that their kid has ADHD or any kind of disorder yes. for that fact. That's right. You know, I was reluctant to even say if my son had it. True. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to say that. I want to. I don't. I curse every ADHD diagnosis out there. Yeah. I don't believe that it can hold you bound. You know. I am looking to God for healing of this. Yes. Like I say, I'm looking for the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Because with yeah. the Holy Ghost, he's going to be able to help me 
to stay focused and get what I need to get done. And I'm going to be able to do the ministry without right. having distractions. Like when I go down in the altar and I try to pray for the Holy Ghost, there's a lot of distractions. Like I can't stay focused. I can't stay in my mind. The day in 2000, I don't know, it was a couple of years ago. Uh, I think it was 2020. It was a year after, it was a year that we started back with, after COVID. which Probably is 21. Yeah, so yeah. I was talking to a couple people and I was just like, listen, I'm having a hard time focusing. I'm having a hard time with, you know, with trying to go into prayer. And it's embarrassing because I've mm. tried so many times to pray and my mind just wanders off. I open my eyes and I look at people and I, I right. go back to try to focus into prayer and I open my eyes and I look at something else and I try to figure out what's going on around me. You know, you make a noise. So I'm going to look at it. Mm. I'm going to yeah, try to yeah. find out. A squirrel. I do, I do that too. Yeah. I want to look at it. I want to find out what happened. No matter what I'm doing, if, I, if I'm trying to stay focused and something happens, I'm looking. Yeah. You know, because I'm distracted. It's just how my mind is. But with the Holy Ghost power to help me, it's going to, I believe that's going to be the one thing that I need to be able to go on. There's the doctor, or the, not the doctor, but the therapist that I was talking to pr tried to prescribe medicine to me. Mm. And I was very, like, <laughs> no. Hesitant? Very hesitant. Yeah. I didn't want to take the medication because I'm aware that the medication is a strong medication. And I've seen the damage it has done to people. I've seen how addicted yeah. people can get. Sure. And even if the person has ADHD, like like Adderall, and there's another one called Ritalin. Ritalin. Yeah. Ritalin what is it? Yeah. Ritalin. I would say yeah. Ritalin. Yeah. Adderall, Ritalin. There's, another, there's lots of other ones that are out there. But they're basically, a lot of the medicine that's out there for ADHD is cocaine-based. Yeah. Yes. It's not the, act, it's, the psychoactive ingredient, but it is but it's based. based on the same thing. And... I'm just very hesitant to even sure. try to do that because I don't want to have that addiction. I don't want to rely on it. You know, I was, uh, I was at a camp in Virginia and while we were there, um, they have these groups at the end of the day where they read a scripture, you know, talk about something spiritually based and we just kind of discuss it with everybody. It was like, you know, five or six people or so, seven or eight maybe. And one of the things that got brought up was, you know, in public school, I don't know if it was in the group or after we got done, but in the public school system, you have to be, you know, they basically, if you have something like this of hyperactivity or, or any of that kind of thing, they force you to take a pill. Yeah. And, and it's they prescribed. Really do. And it's, and, and they started describing the reaction. And it was like, it doesn't really help you. It just makes you sick. Mm -hmm. it's it's so bad you feel horrible all day yeah and so we kind of were like well can't you just you know pretend to swallow it or flush it or anything and like no because the effects are so strong that they can tell that you haven't taken it that's how bad it makes you feel it's like they can tell when you're not sick well they also you they've know? also done um sugar pill experiments as well yeah with, with uh, adhd people they've done that placebo effect sure. test where they would give the people a certain pill in one room and the other room would be the sugar pill or whatever i don't know how they right. do it yeah but one of them is it. real one of them is fake right and yeah. the people and there's people that had placebo and the people that had the actual thing didn't have an effect with it so there was like no way of selling if the if the pill actually worked or not so sure. th that's why i'm also hesitant i'm not sure you know but it's well it's, it's an awkward thing to have to discover late in life that there's a something that is mental but you still have to take a pill for how many people 
do you know, or even yourself, have to have a body double? A what? A body double. As far as like stunt acting and all that stuff, or? No. So, I was hoping that y'all would ask me what a body double is. What is a body double, Jose? (laughs) A body double is someone that's there, doesn't have to do anything, but be there. And it's there for they're there for accountability. Ah, oh, okay. So, if you've probably ever heard of an accountability partner, yes. So, an accountability partner is just like that—a body double, where if I'm having to do something, I can know that someone's there to that is watching me to know that I'm doing to make sure I do yeah. something. So, is it like having it's a real life reminder? It's like having someone that's there watching you and saying, are you going to finish what you're doing? And oftentimes you don't even have to say anything. It's just the fact that you know somebody's there and I need to really do this. Yeah. You know? um, I, can, I can also say this. ADHD is nothing but a bunch of normal human behavior amplified. Yeah. You know? That's good. Yeah. So, yeah. And, it's, and it's, often. More often. ADHD, it stands for um, attention deficit yeah. hyperactivity disorder. But it's not really a deficit, is it? It's it's a regulation yeah, issue. No, no, no. You're, so your deficit, attention is deficit or lower sometimes. Yeah, attention deficit is what it is. Is you don't have the you don't have the ability to to pay attention as like you want to pay attention, you can't. You won't be able to. But there's also the exact opposite where you focus too much right like a hyperfixation okay. there is, yes th- you brought that up that was awesome a hyper focus is what it's called so i'm gonna i'm gonna finish what i was saying before because it's Sorry. gonna fit in yeah yeah it's gonna fit in yeah, perfectly right. but i'm glad you asked that question yeah. so basically you ever had a time where you were doing something and when you were doing that, you saw something else that had to get done. So you stopped what you were doing to get the other stuff done. Yeah. yeah. And then when you were doing that stuff, you, you seen saw something, something else. else and you go ahead and do that thing. But when you come back to the first thing, that thing isn't finished. So, but you're drained and you're tired and you can't finish any more work. Right. Okay. Yeah. So what that is, is your hyperactivity of trying to do stuff. You don't have any, you don't have a focus, right? But... It also has to do with I'm not entertained by what I'm doing. You don't enjoy doing that said thing. Yeah. Like, like say dishes, for instance, dishes would be a one thing. I don't enjoy doing dishes, but I'll start the dishes, and then I'll they'll go and do laundry. I don't enjoy doing laundry, you know. But I see something else I have to get done. I see the trash that's just sitting around, so I'll take the trash and I'll put it in the trash bag. I don't enjoy taking the trash out. You know, but when I'm, while I'm taking the trash out, I see something else in the yard and I got to go take that and bring it to the, yeah. you know, and in right. the middle of it, I go back and I'm just like, I can't do this. But if I see a puzzle, mm. <laughs> yeah, I'll get stuck on that puzzle and I'll do that for hours yeah. until I finish. And yeah. that's what I call the hyper focus. So what hyper focus is, is you have all the attention and it comes from dopamine. A dopamine is basically a, um, uh, why can't I think? It's the ADHD. ADHD. <laughs> of course. Yeah, this episode, it makes sense, too. Right. So the dopamine is the 
is in a chemical that your yeah. body produces and that dopamine makes you feel good it's like right. a happy right yeah kind so it makes, yeah. You, it makes you feel happy makes you feel good and so when i see if i see a puzzle that needs to get done i'll sit there for hours on hours until i figure it out i'll google the answers i'll find something i'll find <laughs> yeah. some way to figure out this sure. puzzle but i'll say i'll stay on top of it until i get it done and when i get right. it done i feel accomplished i feel good now i'm tired you know yeah. i'm i'm hype i hyper focused on one thing i hyper focused cleaning my room one day yeah I hyper focused cleaning my room one day and I'm not very big. I'm not very I, cleaning is not my favorite thing to do. Yeah. But, I got you. but when, if I hyper focus on it, my room will be spotless. My room will be like, you can eat off the floor clean. Mm. Yeah. You know, if, if I hyper focus on that and you, you often get different type, different t areas where you do hyper focus where like I hyper focus one time. Bill, you remember when I made those duct tape things? Yeah. yeah. I now realize I hyper focused on duct tape. Yeah. That's so my, my sister... I made duct tape I made duct tape wallets. I made duct tape phone cases. I made duct tape yeah, bags. Everything. I, mean, I made duct know. tape everything because it was a hyper focus that I was in. It works your brain out. That's mm -hmm. the difference with all the t chores that you were talking about. Is yeah. putting the dishes away is not a brain exercise. It's just throwing stuff yeah. in and whatever. Uh, folding the clothes. It's not a brain exercise. But when it comes to actually working your brain and saying, oh, I really need to do this because it's a problem I'm trying to solve. Right. You know, with a puzzle, with the duct tape, you're trying to make this. You're, you're using your brain to figure out how to do it. All the others are sometimes menial tasks that are just, you know, I just have to do this. And, you know, the problem I struggled with with that kind of thing with chores is just I always want to have something to listen to. Mm -hmm. To keep my mind focused, because otherwise it gets boring to me. Oh, right? man, I just, can't work unless I have music playing. It's just because it you helps either. you get through it. I mean, the mowing, you know, mowing yeah. the lawn. I don't want to hear for an hour. I mean, you just you want to listen yeah. to something else. And a lot of times I'll listen to podcasts because, you know, sometimes that engages my mind more. Yeah. Whereas, you know, sometimes you want to listen to music because that's what you enjoy more. It depends. But you want your brain to be engaged. Whereas yeah. For other things that unfortunately are necessary, like you have to get that done, it's not enjoyable. It's you know not a brain workout. It's just a body workout sometimes. Yeah. And I and I do relate with that music thing because mm. when I'm when I have music in my ears and I I can I can literally do whatever because I literally yeah. have things I can I can focus right. on that and what I'm doing. Sure. If I don't have the music, I I I feel like what I'm doing is a chore. Right. Yeah. I really do. But there's like at my job right now, I can't listen to music well, unless I have a speaker, but I don't right. have a speaker. I don't have the, the yeah. means or funds to get a speaker right now, but I do have my AirPods, but they literally just said we can't put, we can't have earbuds in our ears for safety reasons. Sure. I work in a construction industry kind of job where it's basically heavy equipment. There's lots of things that you got to be aware of. You can't. Yeah. You can't have one of your senses blocked up to something. And, you know, when you're in an environment like that, you need to be able to hear what's around right. you. And you need to have razor sharp focus on what's going exactly. on. Exactly. So I, I understand that much. But right. when I don't have music in my ears playing to and playing and I can't I can't really focus on what I'm doing. I, I feel like I, I can't do my task 100 percent. 
Yeah. I, I, I used to always listen to podcasts, you know, all the time mm. doing whatever I do. You know, that yeah. makes me, that really helps me drive. And mm. it doesn't even have to be, well, at least for me, it doesn't even have to be like music that I know or anything like that. It just has to be some form of sound. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you have ADHD, John? Probably. It's if not that. I had to guess, I think it would be a, a smaller version of it where it's not as so you know repressive, but yeah. I feel like it, it doesn't hold him back from yeah. things. So the, there's a thing called there's undiagnosed ADHD, which is when you self-diagnose yourself when, and then you have diagnosed ADHD. There's only basically two, you know. Right. Undiagnosed ADHD is dangerous. Very how so? Very dangerous because if you don't know you have ADHD, you can't help yourself. That's the mm. reason why. If you assume that you don't have ADHD, you know it, you can literally harm yourself because the chemical imbalance that you have, you don't know how to treat it. You don't know how to do. You don't know how to work around it. So being mm. that I, I don't have, I don't. I'm not doing the drugs for ADHD. Right. But I find a way to work around it. To where I don't have to, you know, uh, be in a hole all the time. Like I said, I was in depression. I felt like I was losing it all. I, I felt like I wasn't good enough. And for a long time, I felt like I couldn't, I, I wasn't a good, I felt like I wasn't a good husband. I felt like I wasn't a good father. I felt like I wasn't a good friend. I felt like I wasn't, I felt like I wasn't anything, a good anything. And all because I didn't know I had ADHD. Yeah. But now that I have ADHD, I know, I know it's not any of that. Now I know I can, I can say, hey, it's because I have this. It's yeah. Because I, I need, I need time. I need alone time. I need time to get away from this. I need time to do this. You know, you can literally make time for yourself. You need to be able to make time for yourself. Because if you don't, you know, if you yeah. if you don't make time for yourself, <laughs> you will lose your mind. You will. Sure. Yeah. You will. I see I think, you're looking up different things over there. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm enjoying what you're saying and also trying to keep ahead of the conversation a little bit and think of things or look up words because I don't remember half of the ones that I want to use. Well, I saw the word um, neurotypical up there. Yeah, well, I was just thinking that all <laughs> of us have kind of things that are, you know, I don't think any one of us are neurotypical. No. Uh, because I was, you know, I was diagnosed late in my high school life. I mean, within the last three years, I believe. Mm-hmm with uh with dysgraphia and dyscalculia so yeah. basically i'll explain it a little bit uh most people know about dyslexia but there are three different ones that are kind of similar in the same dyslexic vein where you have dyslexia which is the most popular that people know about which is you you know you switch letters it's difficult for you to read they they it's look a learning disorder. yeah you, you can't read as well, and it, it sometimes is just people feel like you can't read at all. But also in that, and sometimes disconnected from it, is dysgraphia, which you would think that reading and writing would be the same, it would be connected. But it, it's not. It's, it's completely different. So I've been able to read since uh, four years old. Man, you were reading and young. Yeah, I didn't yes. start reading until I was like seven. Yeah, so. I was reading at four. My sister Lainey was reading at three years old. And I'm a very, a, a very, very quick reader. Um, I can grasp knowledge very quickly. And, uh, you know, people are like, there's no way you read all that. I'll be reading books and just. Dude, 
I'm telling you, <laughs> when I was when I would stay over, not stay over, but when I would go over their house and he was reading books and listening to stories. Yeah, he would listen to stories on the back. I think it was what was it called? Um, oh, um, it was a uh, some 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 stories that he was listening to Bible stories. Yeah. Yeah, and then he'd have a book. He was reading that, and I look over at his mom or mama, sister Lee. Yeah, I would look over at her. It's like, is he reading that and listening to that? <laughs> and is he grabbing all the information from the book and that story? Oh yeah, he can do it. Yeah, what? It's unbelievable, and and it's one of those things where people think that because you have one thing, then then maybe you couldn't read. But I've always been able to read very well, and grasp the information. But I. Dysgraphia is writing. So whereas normal people or neurotypical people could could write and they just write as one thing, right? And you're just writing a word and you're writing phrases and that's how you view it. You don't view it as a letter. I mean, a letter is just a building block. Right. You know, it's not like you look at a, a skyscraper and think, that's this many cinder blocks. Look at all these cinder blocks. If you could do that though, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that's Rain Man. But if you look at the whole picture, <laughs> how many toothpicks are on the ground? You know, when it, when you're looking at the whole picture, right? You're not looking. It's just a skyscraper, right? It's a sentence. It's it's not individual letters. When I write, every single letter is individual to me. I don't think I've ever actually seen you write. I have to form every letter. I can't just write a sentence. I have to think about each letter as I do it. And it sometimes it looks bad. I'm I've looked at people with dysgraphia as far as their writing. Mine is not quite as bad as that. But I've done you know writing courses and things that it's still uh, you know some people say they have bad handwriting. Cursive never was really good for me mm -hmm. because if you're thinking about individual letters, it stops becoming like cursive is very connected and yeah. it's all about having words connected to each other and all that. And so I can do it, but it's never been enjoyable. Right. And so my mom always thought, you know, oh, he just doesn't like writing. Because we didn't know. There's a lot of things that we didn't learn until later. You know, I had sleep apnea. I had diabetes later. Uh, there's a lot of things that we didn't know that started to make sense. There's uh, a thing called twice gifted where you start to have different things where you're very smart in some aspects and other things don't work out. Um, like uh, not knowing how long time, like the, the passage of time is of, you know, having all of these things where I, I don't know how long time is passing, you know, and I would be sitting in the bathroom for a long time. And I was like, there's no way you don't know you're in there. By the I, way, that's called time blindness. Yeah. I did not know how long I was. I was just in there. I was like, Oh, it's been an hour. Oh, that's crazy. You know? And, and a lot of things were discovered, but with the, with the dysgraphia, it was, it was hard because that's something that you had to do at that point. And we started moving away from it now, I think, as far as having to write things. Yeah. But being homeschooled in that time was, was amazing for me because otherwise, if I was in a public school system... Oh, man, that would be horrible. I wouldn't be able to do anything. <laughs> you yeah. know, I wouldn't be able to write. You'd fail like, every class. You, yeah, why aren't you able to write? Why aren't you able to do this stuff? And I generally can't. It's still weird to me to think... Well, I would, th I would I think that they would have some type of, like, exception where they would give you a, t a laptop and you could type all your well, stuff if out. It was, it, if it was diagnosed, sure, but right. it, he wasn't diagnosed I with it I might have been if I was in public school, um, and it was more of long what you were talking about, about getting a therapist and looking these things up and figuring it out, and then we started taking yeah. some tests and realizing, okay... He's got dysgraphia. So then I started, you know, I did, a, I had a writing coach for a little while and, and that kind of thing. And 
didn't really help. Sorry about that. But, <laughs> you know, it just is, is one of those things where it's, it, I view things differently. And when you view the world differently, sometimes you don't realize it until you're told about it. And now I understand that. So it's not just I have bad handwriting. Yeah. So I understand how neurotypical people view the world. I want to. I want to look. I want to look into this, and not and I'm not right now in this sure. episode, but I want to look into like dyslexia. I know, I've looked, I've seen, and looked up about dyslexia that there is not just a reading disorder. Yeah. They also think differently than we do. Yes. We think as in like, like words and stuff like that. But their thinking is like three di- three dimensional. They think they think three dimensional, so that's why their letters get all mixed up. <laughs> they they that's why they P's turn to D's and B's, right? All that yeah. kind of stuff. But I'm wondering what the whole dysgraphia thing. If the, if the think because you're saying you're thinking, all your thinking is is different than yes. the neuro- neurotypical. So I'm wondering if your brain, literally, like instead of being a three dimensional thing, it could be something completely different. Yeah. What were you saying, John? Do you do you think in words or pictures? Because I think very much, well, very little, but um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think mostly with pictures. Like if I if something is explained to me, it's not words; it's a picture of yeah. what's going on. Yeah, I think in, I do too. I yeah. think in words. No, I don't think in words. I think how I don't, I don't see pictures. I was uh, watching a video. That of, makes almost no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so occasionally I will. I was watching. I was watching a video on YouTube, and it was of all these. You may have seen it possibly, but it's all these animators. That there's a game called Gardic Phone where it's like you have to draw one thing at a time, and it's like telephone, but you're drawing. Yeah. Um. And so they worked at making animations, and they would like it was they changed it around so they could do it one at a time and they'd see the previous drawing and they'd have to animate something and and they were doing their best to try to do like uh poke like uh video game fusions mm-hmm. of two different things right. but with random characters right and so they'd all work together and they'd get the next picture and all that and while they were doing that one of them was talking and he's a he's an animator he's done animations for shows he's done all this right he was obviously very talented from the video I was watching I was amazed and he was talking about how normal people, whenever something is described to them, they see an image of what it is in their head. And he's like, I don't do that. I don't see anything. Like, I can visualize it on paper when I draw it, but I don't have a picture in my head. If you were That's to say a pink insane. elephant, a pink elephant, I don't think of anything. I can force myself to, like, I can, like, I know what that looks like, but my natural response is to not think of just, you know, you don't see a vivid image. Like if you were to close your eyes, dude, I, am, I don't see anything. I, like I don't visualize it in my head as strong. Like if, if I were, you close your eyes and I were to say, think of a pink ele- elephant on a skateboard. And I'm looking at a pink elephant on a skateboard right. in my mind. Like I literally. I can't do That's that. That's how it is. It, exactly. I can't do that. It's weird. And it's like, it was crazy for me to find that out. Wow. Cause I was like, I don't think I do that. And I think it's because it may have something to do with the dysgraphia. It could. And that's I what, don't that's what visualize I'm things right, but I can read things correctly. That's what, yeah. maybe I think more in words. It's very neat. Wow. And he was like, that's a very like new thing that people are discovering now. That some people have imaginations that work in the images. Yeah. And some people just don't see anything when you say, no, imagine like, this. Okay, let's, let's look at this way. So let's say if you were going to cut a tree down, okay, mm-hmm. and you, you made a plan. And your plan I don't was, make plans. Uh, besides the point, let's just, let's just say you were making a plan to cut this tree down. Yes. Okay. 
would you be able to picture in your mind the picture of the tree falling or would you have to write the plan out to then act the plan out mm. what would you how would you do it how would you see it i always feel better having something there and writing it down okay see maybe not physically but just that i know what's going on yeah and i'm like this is what we're gonna do even if i do that mentally without physically writing yeah i just think this is the plan if we cut this shape out then it's gonna fall this direction see that's not how i think right you see my 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 mind goes into i i make a movie out of the thoughts that I'm, I do. I wish I could do that. (laughs) I literally make a movie of what I'm doing and it makes sense. So that thought becomes like an idea and that idea gets translated, but a lot of times it gets (laughs) pushed Mm -hmm. under the, under the dirt. And oh my goodness. For me, it's more like a slideshow. Mm. Like I get a lot of pictures. Yeah. Mm. Um, the difficulty I have is there's usually information that's in between the pictures that's important. Yeah, yeah. so you're missing a lot of information. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I and oh it's my, weird. that's why it's I weird s- to think about that. That yeah. I don't, I don't think of anything. Yeah. I can kind of like there's a back of the mind thing where I can kind of like I know what a pink elephant would look like, but just when I close my eyes, it's not right there. It's still just you know, <laughs> oh, man. I can think of it with my eyes open. I can yeah. kind of think, okay, this is what it looks like. But it's not a physical manifestation yeah. or anything like that, or visual at least. It's it's weird. Yeah. When they yes. brought that up, I was shocked. I was just like, whoa. That's I'm just crazy. shocked that we're talking about that right now. Yeah. I never know that about you. There's so many different things that we don't know about because you can't know every mental, you know, battle that people have, mental yeah. deficiency that people have. Right. And sometimes you'll find those out, and you're like, whoa. It's, so how much you know, of that does mo- does your mom know? I don't know of any because this was this was this was within the last year that I discovered that. Yeah. And so that's another thing. Are you you discovering more about yourself, like as we talk about this? I think so. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Some of the things that you have said do line up with you know with ADHD. I I understand that I'm somewhat towards that direction more so than others because there are things that I struggle with. I always am moving around. I like listening to music. I may not be fully diagnosed, and it may not be quite as strong. But whereas you were talking about getting distracted with other tasks, oh, I see yeah. all the tasks and just go, that's too much. I'm not doing it and do something and, else. Okay, so that's exactly it. So I um, I was talking to my therapist like mm. that, and I said, I get overwhelmed because I think of, okay, remember how I said that I think in movies, Yeah. right? Sure. So when I'm thinking about what I have to do, I'm literally doing it in my mind. And when I do it in my mind, it becomes so much work. I get mentally exhausted and yeah. then I become physically tired wow. that I don't want to do it because of how much work goes into it. That's crazy. Literally, like washing the clothes. I can have a mountain of clothes that I have to get washed. So my mind makes a movie of me washing clothes. Oh, that's five, six loads. That's how many times I got to switch the loads into the dryer. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I have these clothes that I got to fold up or hang up on hangers and then put them away. And by the time I get done thinking of that, I'm drained. I'm tired. I can't, I cannot physically do anything else no more because I can't, I can't. That's crazy. And that's exactly how my mind is. I literally, that's how ADHD was. My, my therapist actually gave me a, a plan to actually help mitigate that. And I have it here on my phone. I can probably share it with you sure. or whoever. You start, yeah, pull it up. John looked like he was going to say something. Um, 
I, you were talking about getting mentally exhausted, and I've said something earlier about not making plans, and that's part of the reason why I don't. Because if I if I start to think about, well, you know, when I get home from work, I have to wash laundry, and I have to make sure I put it in the dryer, and make sure I have to, I have to remember to bring it in yeah. and fold it and put it away, I'll end up coming home and going to sleep. Sure. So, so when I get home, I have to just go do laundry. Right. I can't. I can't plan it. I have to just right. start doing it, and then figure it out. Which, by the way, before you read that, Jose, yeah, I didn't read all the way down these signs of inattentiveness. Sure, go ahead. But one of those, um, you know, I read making careless mistakes, appearing forgetful, or losing things. The next one, being unable to stick to tasks that are tedious or time-consuming. Uh, amen. Yeah, appearing to be unable, constantly changing activity or task, having difficulty organizing tasks. And so, you know, how do you how do you organize tasks if you have difficulty with that? You have to work a little harder, right? So and and the plan that the my therapist gave me it is a little bit more work, but this plan is meant to do before the day you decide to do this. Hmm. So it was a pre-planned focus. Sure. So, and I'm going to read the steps out to you. So okay. Step 1. Define your task. Write one task you need to complete this week. For example, clean the house for guests. All right. So whatever tasks you need to do, like that, like that example, okay? Yep. You have to visualize your plan and then write it down. Define it. Make sure you understand the right. goal, okay? This is what I'm doing. Right. Break the task into smaller parts. So breaking a large task into smaller parts makes it feel more manageable. Like clean the house might sound daunting, but wash dishes and do laundry seem easier to handle. So take the parts, uh, take task parts, time required. So make sure like, like for instance, if you need to wash the dishes, then put wash the dishes on number one for step for, for yeah. the sub step one. Gotcha. And let's say that takes 30 minutes or whatever. But you have to remove your distractions. You can't just sit there and say, all right, well, I found I found something that belongs in the kids' room. Don't even worry about that. Sure. Okay. You're, you are washing the dishes right. no matter what for right. this moment. Exactly. And then let's just say the, 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 the clothes. It just all doesn't have to be done the same day. It just makes it where, let's say, the yeah. dishes are Monday and the clothes are Tuesday and then whatever you just sure and even in those tasks there are things that you're like okay when i'm doing the clothes there's a lot of downtime yeah of me because the machine does it for me thank goodness for machinery i tell you what i don't want to have to do it with a hand tub or anything <laughs> yeah but yeah, you know washboard you, yeah i know yeah for sure clothesline all that stuff but you put it in there and then if that's one of your tasks to say i need to do the dishes but I'm I'm not going to be doing anything with the laundry anyway. If I put one in, then it's just going to go. Okay. So you the know? problem with that is whenever you do do the laundry, and then the time between washing and drying, like the machine and everything like that, if you try to go to do the dishes in the time it takes between those two, you become exhausted because mm. you're step you're stepping from one thing to the other thing, and then by the time you get done with the dishes, it's time to do something else. So you're right. constantly yes. on the move. So you're trying to eliminate the mental and the mental anxiety and the mental like stress, yeah. and you're also trying to eliminate bodily stress. Gotcha. So 
yeah because of adhd you're gonna naturally be like tired sure. so you have to count more for mental and physical strain yeah you have to like i said you have to give make time for yourself yeah like mentally make time for yourself and that's why these steps break down into smaller parts there's five steps here listed right here and i'm thinking monday tuesday Wednesday, Thursday, friday and saturday and sunday just off don't even do nothing about those weekends but the weekend but yeah. now you create a schedule you know i'm not good three. at that either no well this is this is supposed to supposed to help yeah. Schedule the task for a specific time or link it to a daily activity. For example, do the laundry when I get home. So if I get home, do laundry right away. Like, don't even let that sit. Put it in the washer and then the dryer and then, do the, then fold your clothes or whatever. Also, plan how you will remember to work on the task. Like, example, set a timer. If I get off work at 5 o'clock, I expect to be home by 5.30. Then 5.30, you hit that, you get that alarm to go off and say, hey, put some clothes in the washer. So that way, that way you have that set and done. Yeah. And then uh, you schedule reminders. So if, the, if you know your clothes get done in the washer in 20 minutes, set a 20-minute reminder to tell you, hey, check on the clothes in the washer just to switch them into the dryer or whatever. You, and that, by that time, it's in a perfect world, <laughs> your clothes are done every day. You don't have to worry about it. Right. Which I'm not living yeah. in a perfect world. Are you guys? No. no. Beside the point. <laughs> sure, I got you. So prepare for the task. List how you will get ready to work on the task before the scheduled time. Eliminate all distractions. List the distractions you can eliminate before starting. So if your phone is on, put it on silent. If you're working from a room without a TV, then, you know, then Time fine. Really if you're working us. with a room with a TV, turn the TV off. Plan for unavoidable distractions. Like, create an if-then plans for likely distractions. Like, if my friends call, then I will say, let me call you back in 15 minutes or whatever. Materials and supplies. List items you will need to complete the task. Example, I need dish soap. I need sponges. I need laundry detergent. I need, you know, it's physical preparation. Yeah. And then list actions you will take to be ready for the task, like dressing appropriately, getting home on time, having a snack, whatever you need to do. Also, because Ooh, I read snack. that, I forget to eat sometimes. Mm. I do that too. If I'm working on something... My wife tells me all the time, she, she beats me over the head with, so, with like this. If I'm outside mowing the lawn and I'm working out there or whatever, hey, did you eat? No. When did this last time you ate? Breakfast? It's 7 o'clock. Oh. Mm. You know, like that kind of stuff. So it's literally, eating does not come into our mind. And then imagining the outcome becomes like this goal of, how good it's gonna look bro i did it one day and eating or no the the task the the, oh. the task planning yeah. i did the task planning one day and it came out like i was so happy that it did it worked it really did work for me but <laughs> again it's also strenuous because it's it's a lot of to, to do it's on your mind but but um yeah, so ADHD is very it's a it's a thing that you can live with. It's, some, it's something that is sometimes it's hard to live with, and it's also fun sometimes. Like I said, that box looks like a 
it's smiling at me. Yeah, right. <laughs> the yeah. two latches look like eyes, and the little hook, the handle. little handle looks like yeah. a smiling face. But, you know, do you ever look at the clouds and you see pictures? Occasionally. Yes. I'm not, again, I don't have as much of a vivid edit. A vivid imagination as you guys do yeah. is what I've just found out. <laughs> but uh, it's it's always interesting because people really sometimes don't know about this stuff. And mm -hmm. if we're going to talk about it, then all of a sudden things are going to start lining up. Just like yeah. you were talking about with the things you went through. Yeah. And me and John started saying, hey, hey we do that. So wait, that too. Wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. you know we do we do occasionally have those moments at some point you know and again we say at some point in the future we're going to do this but i'd love to kind of go through some of the stuff that we found out about uh it's like what it's called it's called twice exceptional and it's basically you are a gifted student right you're a gifted person mm. where you have traits that benefit you but twice exceptional couples that with a disability. So it's like I am able to read very well and have you know high levels of focus, but at the same time, I have dysgraphia and can't write very well. Yeah. I can't focus mm -hmm. on writing. And there's different types. That's what I would love to at some point research out for myself to know how to say it in a you know easy to understand way. But there may be a point where somebody listens to this and goes, oh man, yeah, you know, not even you. It could be you saying, oh, man, my kid is kind of starting to have some of these. Yeah. You know, is that something that I need to look at? Right. And if you're wrong and it just is how they're built and it's not anything to do with that, so be it. But if you don't discover that, it was very difficult for Jose yeah. to go through this later in life when if he had known when he was younger, he would know how to work around it. Yeah. It's yeah. not a therapist talking to you at, as an adult because – as an adult, you have your preconceived notions and your ideas and your biases sure. that you say, I'm an adult, I know what I'm doing, and I'm not listening to a therapist tell me what to do, blah, blah, blah. You not know? listen to this stranger on a stupid yeah. couch. Sorry. <laughs> right. It's Sometimes we come in with that, with a little bit of ego, because we've gone through things as an adult. Yeah. And we feel like we're independent. But, you know, as a child, you have that humility to mm -hmm. say, oh, I understand. Some of them do. Yeah, some of them don't. Sometimes that doesn't work out either but it's a lot easier and the resources are there now yeah. whereas you know 20 years ago 15 years ago they weren't i mean right. 10 years ago they weren't yeah to find out you know that you're struggling with this and some of that has to do with the rate of finding people and some of it has to do with as we start to you know manipulate what we eat yeah. and all this stuff with microplastics and, and these kind of things <laughs> generally the rates are going up so if we were on the top of this and saying, hey, we need to look out for people because if they have to go through life and think they're normal and they don't even know what normal is. We are yeah. normal. We're totally There's, normal. And th that phrase is kind of, that's why they say neurotypical because normal doesn't exist no. technically. Yeah. There's no person that's, like <laughs> another person exactly. Yeah. So I just want to preface this by saying that like if that. you think that you might have ADHD or you might have any type of mental disorder... I don't just assume that you do right? just because Absolutely. you have behaviors like yes. it. So like I said about ADHD, ADHD is just a collection of 
natural yeah. human behavior just amplified that happens more often right. so forgetting your keys in, in your house before you leave the house like if you go out there and with my keys oh i keep leaving my keys in the car yeah you know or i left my keys in the counter or whatever you sure. know that's just that's normal you know but if it happens every day and every time right. where you keep on yeah. losing them and you know you put them i get on i get home and i i set my keys in my backpack yeah you know so i know that's why i carry a backpack I carry a backpack for everything because I, I don't want to lose it. I don't want anything that I have to go anywhere else. So, because yes. I used to leave my keys on the, on the dresser or my wallet and everything like that. And then I would go out the house and I would like, well, <laughs> wallet uh -oh. and keys are on the dresser. Yep. I'm pretty sure I, you know, I forget that, whatever. But just because you have an incident, you know, if it's one time or two times or whatever, don't assume that you have ADHD. Sure. Because that can also hurt your mentality, your mental health. Absolutely. Right. You can literally go down a, a hole of thinking you have something that you don't actually have. Sure. And if you suspect that you do have ADHD or any mental health, talk to somebody. Yes. You know, before I even talked to a therapist, I talked to my wife mm. because I wanted her to know what was going on in my head and I wanted to hear from her, you know, what she thought. And then I went to my pastor to talk to her and understand, like, how my brain is functioning and working. Sure. And, you know, we had a great conversation about that, you know, and actually needing to, needing to lean on the Lord for help. You know, exactly, it's great yeah. to know that you have a God who can heal every disease, who can heal you. Right. Can, Amen. So absolutely. And I I'm grateful for that. to so have somebody who can help me understand that. But talk to somebody, you know, and I would suggest get a therapist. It doesn't hurt to get a therapist. No, you get a therapist for one hundred dollars an hour or, you know, whatever. And you don't go you don't go every day. Yeah. You go once a week or once a month or whatever you go to, you, you just let your thoughts go. Because a lot of times what we do as people with ADHD or neurodivergence, so let's just call it neurodivergent sure. right now. Yeah. So people that are neurodivergent, what we do is we hold up everything in our hearts or in our minds and we don't let it out. And when we don't let it out, our minds get sick and we, not, we just, yeah. we, we, if you hold too much in, People can die from that. People sure. have gotten a lot ulcers. Absolutely. People get heart attacks. You know, they it, you literally can die from your thoughts. Yeah. So please, please, and please, please do not think that you have something and don't talk to somebody. Please talk. Please open up and give your heart to somebody because without that, you're going to be in. You're going to be in depression. And I don't, yes. I don't want anybody that's listening to this to be in depression at all. Sure. And therapy can help with that, too, because some people get depressed and they don't realize the extent of their depression or how to deal with it. Yeah. And that can lead to things like suicidal thoughts that some people just have that. Yeah. They have to deal with that. And they don't know how to tell people. And if, if a therapist is, they're not going to lock you up. They're not going to put you in a padded room just because you've had some th suicidal thoughts. Yeah. So I... I haven't had them as strongly, but there's always a moment or two in your life where you say, I've thought that before. Of just, yeah. I never would go through with it, 
I, you know, never would consider it as a viable option because it's the easy way out. It's, yeah. you don't have to do anything yeah. anymore. And, you know, you, you're doing something along, a lot of times with this depression and, and, and suicide because of depression is you're taking a permanent option for a temporary problem. Yeah. You're taking that and saying, all right, everything's over because this thing that's going on right now, when a lot of times you look back on your life and you say, if I just, you know, I'm so glad I made it through that because it was, it wasn't as difficult as I thought. Now that I look back at it, it mm -hmm. could have gone okay. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's a horrific thing to hear about people who've committed suicide. You know, I've had, you know, friends, uh, maybe not friends, but their parents that have committed suicide. And it's always a horrible thing because yeah. you don't know what to say. But oftentimes, you know, it's, it's in the midst of your depression and your battles mentally that the devil show up and say, there's an easy way out of this. Sure. And, and you don't have enough strength to combat that. And sometimes if you have a therapist to tell you, Hey, it's okay what you're going through. We're not here to hurt you. We're trying to help you. Right. To understand why your brain is telling you this and how to deal with it. And just like you had with these lists of what you need to do with these tasks. Right. They can work through that. Like when you start to feel depressed or have suicidal thoughts, just think through all the people that love you and care about you. Right. And, you know, who would who would miss you the most if you left this world? Well, you know, it helps so much to talk to somebody about it, even if it's not a therapist, if it's a friend that cares enough about you to listen and say, hey, I'm not going to call the cops. I'm not going to do anything crazy. I just want to listen and say, hey, it's OK. I'm yeah. here for you, whatever you need, you know, it, it, sometimes it, that's all it takes. Yeah. yeah. And it and helps I, get you through that. Cause like you were saying with that body double of just having somebody there that knows about it, you don't have to always say everything. It's just, he knows what I'm going through and he'll do anything. Yeah. So I'm able to have assurance in that. Right. And I want to, I want to just go ahead and say, I'm not sponsored, nor am I paid for any of this that I'm saying, hmm. but if you are doing not, if you do not have then the money, to go and get a, a live therapist to go into an office and talk to somebody face to face. There are other options out there. One that I will tell you to go to because I really believe in it is betterhelp.com. There are therapists out there all around the country and they're working with you I was able to get my plan on a weekly basis. They also do monthly basis, uh, about 130 to $150 a month. I got it, you know, about 30 to $40 a week. It's very helpful to be able to talk to somebody and it's over the phone. It's texting, it's calling, it's have someone there. If you have thoughts of anything, Open the phone and text in the app. Tell your therapist what you're thinking about. And your therapist will, hey, let's talk about this on our next session. Let's go through this. Let's, let's open up and let's really dig deep about what you're thinking about. And all it is is talking. All it is is trying to figure out, you know, trying to help you to get that out of your mind. Yeah, how you know? to take the next step. And in this case, yeah, let's take, let's take the next step safely together. You know, yeah. let's let's not worry about what anybody else thinks, you know, and for those who don't know, a, a licensed therapist, you can tell them anything and everything. They're legally bound to yeah. not say anything to anybody. 
about anything you say. So no matter who comes, even law enforcement, can they cannot say anything about that, okay? So right. it's really serious. Don't worry about it. The only thing that they have, the only thing that the therapist can say is if you said, if you have any suicidal thoughts, that's the only thing. Yeah. They report the suicidal thoughts, but it's not to hurt you, it's to help you. Right. Okay, so that's the only thing. Sure. I just want to make sure. It's to let them know. It's to let other people know that this is a concern that they may have. Yeah. Something that may Absolutely. affect you. I it's fully the same believe. As, as a watch list for anything. It's yeah. like these people have been around other people who are very hostile, so we right. put them on this list or whatever it is. Right. And it's not a negative thing. No. It really isn't. And in some cases it is for like terrorist watch lists and all this stuff, but it's not. It's We're in an epidemic of suicides and depression right yeah. now in the country. and. The more we are able to learn from this stuff, the more we are able to help people with it. And it, it and if you hide it, it will only come out stronger later. Yeah. It's always helpful. And, le, you know, we aren't sponsored, but some programs are just good enough that you don't have to be paid to talk about them. And I've heard uh, BetterHelp is one of the best when it comes to therapy mm-hmm. and the ease of everything. And, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts. A lot of podcasts are sponsored by them. Yeah. Better help. We love you. Uh, no, we we have used your product before. If you're looking for a sponsorship, but the truth is, is it's not about the money. It's just finding resources that you need. Yeah, because therapy is important. It's more important than people let on. Because you know, people are like I can get through this by myself. It's fine. I'll deal with it. Yeah, but you can only carry yourself so far. And again, as Christians, we can always pray about things, but. Is it nice to have another option to talk to somebody? Yeah, and just and I want to bring up the I want to bring up the spirituality part of that. Have you ever seen the Footprints poem? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that Classic. is awesome when it comes down to this because sometimes you feel like you're in it alone. Mm-hmm. You look down at the sand and all you see is one pa- one set of footprints. Yeah, and you know that you were looking for God to help you. You're like, well, God, where did you go? And he said, well, when you only saw one set of footprints, that was, that was me, me carrying you. You know, yeah. that's, those are my footprints. Beautiful. You are in my arms. I have you. Yeah. So lean on God. I, if, if that was a program that I was say, hey, go to the Bible, go to church, pray. That's another program. You got better help and you have Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which, Jesus uh, is another program. Jesus.com. I don't know. Don't, don't go to that website. With, I don't know what by that the is. By the way. Yeah, I don't. That's, well, I don't know what that is. <laughs> that's a Mexican plumber. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, <laughs> no I, I think you're absolutely right. I think Jesus has a slightly higher success rate than better help at a hundred percent. But he can help you with a lot of things, not just mental health. He can help you with all of your body, your physical health. I mean, look at Legion. Your, Legion yeah. was uh, people in the neurodivergent community when it comes to Christianity. We look at Legion like the mental health, like literally top of the top mental health mm. because he was full of demons. Yeah. Right. Which, real quick, neurodivergent. The term neurodivergent is not necessarily a derogatory term, it literally just describes people. Whose brain differences affect how they work. Yeah. So it's, it's just. It's like neurotypical is the standard way you would think of human interaction. I think neurotypical is more of a, a word like that. Yeah. yeah. What's, the, what's the word called again? He just said it. 
Um, he, I, ADHD really is getting me. Today. I don't derogatory? Really, yeah. yeah. So so I think neurotypical is a derogatory term. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. yeah. Well, You're I a mean, neurotypical. Neurotypical, you yeah. normie. Yeah. Basic. Hey, <laughs> you typical, neurotypical. Yeah. Anyway. When you have a normal brain, you basic. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, what was I talking about before you said that? About Legion. Sorry. Yeah, so Legion is is I, like I wrote it down. Okay, or good. Typed it. Good. Thank you. The um so Legion is like the the one one story in the Bible that we always cling to because Jesus healed Legion. Yeah. And I don't know the guy's name. Do you know the guy's name? It's not in the Bible. I don't Which think one? his name is ever mentioned. Just a man with many devils, right? No, no, no. It's just he's known as Legion and they never bring up his actual name. Right. I'm sure he had one, but maybe but, no one remembered it after that right. long of him being out there. But Jesus healed Legion of his devils. He can heal you of your mental health disorder. Of your everything. He can help you of your ADHD. He can help you with your dys dysfor dysphoria. He can help you with your, what was your called? Dysgraphia. 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 I'm sorry, dysphoria. <laughs> no, it's fine. Dysphoria. Yeah, my gender dysphoria. You can help me with that. No. Well, no. Was it, I think <laughs> That comes standard issue. I'm joking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dys dysgraphia, the, dyscalculia, the all mm -hmm. that stuff. Yeah, but but you even even the gender dysphoria thing—it's a mental health disorder. Uh, it is. It is. It is. And I'm. I'm don't so, cancel us. Don't no, cancel me. But I'm just saying it's, it's. It's fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. It's mental disorder. Yeah. It's because you your your mind has some chemical imbalance. It's yeah. really what it is. Sure. So you talked about suicide um, last year in America, forty nine thousand people. Wow. Committed suicide. What percent of that is? What percent is that of the population? I I don't know. I will say that we had a, a suicide epidemic after uh, COVID when that happened because people were becoming very, um, people were becoming very um, depressed. Yeah, there you go. I almost said sad, but that's also a good word. What are you looking up, Bill? Suicide rate. Oh, okay. And that's that's on the rise from from twenty one as well. In twenty one, it was forty eight thousand one hundred and eighty three. So yeah. the the full number for for twenty two is forty nine thousand four hundred and forty nine people. I mean, is that the world or the United States? That's just in America. Wow, that's a lot. I don't know if that's continental or all fifty, or what, but it just says Americans mm -mm. That's committed crazy. suicide. Yeah, um, the annual suicide rate. Uh, increased 30% between 2000 and 2020 with 10.4. Oh, it went from 10.4 to 13.5 suicides per 100,000 people. Wow. So it was 10.4 per, per 100,000 and now it's 13.5 per 100,000. Good night. That's a lot. Yeah. And again, that's added with, um, with us being, you know, 300, 38 people. Please talk to somebody. Please go to a therapist and talk. Go to a pastor. Talk. Go to a friend. Somebody. We we don't we don't need any more of this suicide. We need yeah. somebody. We, you we, people are loved. You are loved by somebody. You know. Yeah. It it'd be too sad to see somebody lose their life because they they had a mental breakdown or something like that. It's right. it's not worth it. It's horrible, and it's something that you know, as a country, we should be more focused on fixing that because that's. You know, a lot of people feel like that's the only way out, and that's a lie. That's a trick of the devil to try to get you to end it all because truth is, if you haven't made it right, then, you know, mm -hmm. you will be going to hell. Yeah. 
But and we have an advocate with the Father, yeah, Jesus that's Christ. That's true. And on, yeah, on that lighthearted note, that's a great place to end it as well. And I mean, we could talk for hours about this kind of stuff, about ADHD, yeah. about all these mental issues, because it's, it's interesting to talk about, and yeah. it's a needed subject right now. There's so many people suffering with different things that they don't even realize the yeah. full extent of. Do you guys have any mental health stories that you want to share with the podcast? We have thebrospod.com. Go into the review section and you can write down your own and we would love to know. You, we don't have to say anything about it. We don't have to share it or anything like that. Just give us some feedback and we would love to love to see it. If you're also dealing with ADHD or you're dealing with any mental health disorders, please feel free to go to betterhelp.com and schedule an appointment with a therapist. We are not sponsored. We are not paid for any of that, for saying anything. We just really believe in betterhelp.com. I've done it myself. I can say that with all assurity. I will I give it a five-star review. It's really good. I really enjoyed talking to my therapist when I was on betterhelp.com. Go on your knees. Pray to the Lord Jesus Christ. He can deliver you from any mental disorder, from any disease, from anything that you have going on in your life. He is our great physician. He is a great physician. Okay, give the Lord the uh, first opportunity anyway. Sure. And on that note, we would love to say we will see you on the next episode. Please be safe. Have a good night. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Always enjoy talking to you. Peace.